You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. You're with Father Randall Kazel from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota, which is near Rochester. We're very happy that you stayed with us. Uh, up next, we have Mark Hallcraft, who is the Executive Director of Real Presence Radio. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thanks for having me, Father. Good to be with you. Uh, it's great to have you on. Last week, I participated in the uh, 2021 Fall Live Drive, and I know it was a three-day event, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and it was an effort to uh, raise some funds for Real Presence Radio to keep this awesome programming going. Can you give us an update? How did it go last week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Yeah, you know, it's funny, Father, because I say it's still going well, which means it's still going. <laughs> Amen. That but, way. Uh, but uh, certainly the three days of, of live local uh, uh, on-air programming, you know, it's, it's like Real Presence Live on steroids. That's what I tell people, and because it is, it's, <laughs> it's full throttle. Um, you know, of course, it's, it's a fundraiser. You're really trying to do, just engage high energy and really make those stories known, you know. But I think one of those things unique that I thought was very exciting uh, for me is, you know, with the Fall Live Drive and any of the live drives as a fundraiser, you're really trying to hit home, hey, how has Real Presence Radio impacted you? You know, and so those guests that we get, Father, uh, that would come on, like, because Real Presence Live, we hear from all kinds of, whether it's programs or stories or just the good work the Lord is doing all over our network area, you know, the 10 dioceses and five states. Um, but with the live drive, it's really, we try to just zero in on, hey, what, how has the Holy Spirit, how has the Lord used Real Presence Radio in your life? And so you hear those stories, uh, frankly, that are inspiring and really humbling, you know, and I, I liken it, frankly, to, you know, the priests. I hope and I pray that our priests get to hear how their priesthood uh, has impacted their community. Um, and I, I, I know many priests do get to hear that, and yet... You don't always say it to see the fruits of the labor, fruits of the work that you're doing. Um, but it's humbling when you hear it. You know, it's moving. You know, so there are so great stories. So I love, that's always my favorite part of the live drive, is the stories that come out. Um, but practically speaking, it's a fundraiser, right? So our goal was 560000 uh, We raised so far 471000 And so okay. I've been, you know, we had staff prayer this morning. And absolutely one of our prayers is just in Thanksgiving for all of our donors. But we're short our goal, you know. Uh, and this isn't a totally new to be shy or short the goal. Um, we know lots of gifts come in this week. So our experience, Father, with the live drives in the past is immediately that week after, more gifts are coming in. So we don't even know what gifts have come in yet from the weekend. Uh, okay. But I know when the mail comes in, uh, there will be the gifts there. And they just continue to sprinkle in over the next usually seven to 10 days, uh, we'll get anywhere, you know, usually around another 20,000, you know, but that being said, it's what usually is, but we really aren't in usual times. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, we're not. With the whole, the COVID dynamic, um, our spring live drive was the highest fundraising live drive I think we had ever had, you know, mm -hmm. and it was during COVID. So you're like, okay, Lord, <laughs> your ways are not our ways. And you revealed that to us again. So, Yes, we're shy our goal, but I continue to pray and move forward with the hope that the Lord is going to provide because he always has. 
Hey, amen, Mark. Uh, well said. And as you know, and well, we know, and many of our listeners know that uh, our prayer then a lot of times leads to various inspirations. And so many stories that we've heard, pe- someone prays, and then there's some action, some movement of the Holy Spirit. And and perhaps there's someone listening who would be inspired and want to give a donation as they're listening. How would someone do that here this morning on Monday or perhaps tomorrow if they pray more about it? Yeah, thanks, Father. Uh, you essentially, you can call, you know, it's still even the number, the number we gave out so many times is 877-795-0122. Um, but just to even call our Fogo, our Fargo office, uh, that's our headquarters office, if you will, uh, 701, that's the change, 701, but then 795-0122. So you can mm-hmm. still call and make that gift through a phone call. Uh, you can go to the website, realpresenceradio.com, uh, and you just... You follow that and link to, follow the link to make a gift. Um, so at realpresenceradio.com. Uh, for those who have listened to Real Presence Radio for a long time, they might be more familiar with yourcatholicradiostation.com. Mm-hmm. And if you do your Catholic radio station, it'll still lead you to the Real Presence Radio website. You know, so um, either one of those, but Real Presence Radio, or you could also make, do it on the app. If you download the RPR app, the Real Presence Radio app, whether you have an iPhone uh, you know, or an Android, you can upload the app and you can make your gift through there as well. Oh, wow. That, I encourage any listeners out there who might be interested in um, uh, supporting Real Presence Radio, supporting the Catholic Presence. I know when I was on with Nick Madelsky last week, we talked about the grace that comes from Real Presence Radio. And it's a real grace we, because we had several stories, even conversions, someone listening, uh, not Catholic, and they, I like this. And then all of a sudden, I want to be Catholic. Uh, but the, the Real Presence Radio and the waves that go over and into the radio and you hear this messaging of the gospel, it, it's a real grace. It forms people's minds to be more and more open to our Lord. Uh, were there any favorite stories you had, Mark, about uh, Real Presence Radio or anything we heard last week as part of the, the live drive? Yeah, you bet, Father. You know, and, um, there was a lot of stories that came out. And I think sometimes what's fun to share is like those huge aha stories or like, oh my gosh, like that, that's a miracle. Mm-hmm. And, and there was definitely some of those stories that came out. But I, what I'm trying not to take for granted is probably no less miraculous, just maybe not as externally. Like, oh my gosh, you know, you know, some of the stories that came out last week, probably one of my favorites was right from our opening, our opening uh, show, our opening program, 7 to 9 Wednesday morning. You know, we had received feedback, Father, that um, there were some jail inmates uh, uh-huh. from within the Diocese of Sioux Falls that were listening to Real Presence Radio. Oh. And, and we got feedback about that. And they just, this, the person who works at that uh, the prison um, said... Uh, you know, just just wanted you to know our inmates listen. It means a lot. Thank you so much for being there. Um, so we reached out to that person before the live drive, uh, that worker. And so a couple of workers came on and shared the stories that that they're seeing right there uh, in the jail. And um, so to hear, like, we didn't necessarily hear from the inmates because I don't know that like, we were able to do that. Um, but to hear some of the stories that those men like um apparently there's there's more than one guy there when they listen to the mass uh they're moved to tears regularly wow and and what they see what they're experiencing through real presence radio i know i get goosebumps even telling you this so yeah that- what they're experiencing um uh as these the workers what they're communicating to us is the people the, these men here are 
they're really repenting, you know, mm-hmm. and they're allowed to see their hearts being moved, you know, and so, or when they hear, like some of these guys, you know, they're Catholic, they, they've had, maybe there's a rough upbringing, maybe they just made the wrong decision in the wrong place at the wrong time, but then maybe some of them, honestly, just, they, they were in a bad place and they're doing bad things, whatever led, you know, everyone has a story, right, Father? So whatever, That's right. whatever led to that moment, and they, they were doing bad things, so was, what, what was so moving to me is they were accepting. I mean, it's, it's almost like that, you know, uh, the, the man on the cross next to Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. saying, you know, we're getting what we deserve. Whereas mm-hmm. you have the other guy that was saying, you know, you know why don't you free, your, free us and free yourself? And you have this whole duality going on. Whereas as we were hearing from, from these people who work at the prison in Sioux Falls, uh, they're just, their heart, was repentive mm-hmm. and really wanted to turn back to God. And so not only emotionally, but they were starting to learn the faith. Wow. That's uh, for me, that's really inspiring. And I, I felt your own passion about how this touched you. And it, it really did me in a, in a way like St. Jose Maria Escriva talks about, we Lord, let me be the mule that carries you to your people. Yes, And that's yeah. the ra- the radio waves, all, all this getting the, Jesus is the light of the world. And here the light is getting into the hearts of these men, these persons in prison in a way that probably could not happen in any other way, especially during this time of the COVID and, and the limitations of people coming into various facilities uh, that I'm aware of. But uh, that, that, that is deeply inspiring, that the light of the gospel, our Lord knows a way to get to people, uh, and here it is. So. Well, that's, and that, that's it, Father. And so I think, you know, that, those are certainly, I think, uh, for me here I mean, right away, it was very powerful. Like, holy. <laughs> when you say holy smokes, literally, I mean, it's like, all right, thank you, Lord. Like, that, that's awesome. And we need to hear that. We need to hear really like the power of God moving. I think we hear, we learn so much about our faith and we learn there's great scripture reflections. There's great uh, teachings on doctrine. There's great apologetics with the programming we do on Real Presence Radio. And we encounter, but there's some of those unique, like that's just God's power yeah. going to places that we probably otherwise couldn't go. But I think, Father, a couple other pieces, quick ones that were also inspiring as you hear it because you realize, you know, um, for me, I was in youth ministry for 20 plus years and you're always working so hard uh, to sow the seed. Not that you know what that's like, huh, Father? <laughs> right. <laughs> you work so hard, yes. right? And as a priest, and I was just doing one area of ministry, um, but to hear like, from several of our bishops how thankful they are of Real Presence Radio to continue their work. So for, to hear the bishops say, there's so many people we desire to get to and we just can't. But Real Presence Radio is a legitimate arm of that evangelical tool for them. So just to have that affirmed and reaffirmed, it's like, thank you, Lord. That is exactly what we want to be about. And then you have the other piece of, I don't know how many times we hear adults going through RCIA and you know, when they're away from their once a week or once every couple of week class at the parish, you know, they come back and the priest is asking them, so, okay, how are you doing? Well, I was listening to the Real Presence Radio and I have some questions. It's like, yeah, that's awesome. That's exactly. So um, just uh, taking people deeper from a variety of places. Mm-hmm. Now, that's awesome to hear, Mark. And I, with God, all things are possible. And the proclamation of the gospel, our Lord invites us into that and into that beautiful mystery. It's the, the continuation of the work of our Lord Jesus and what a privilege we have in doing that uh, and through Real Presence Radio and through 
that collaboration with our bishops, I, that all fits together. It makes big sense to me. Uh, so with, with all things possible, with our good Lord, uh, Mark, you know, I pray, let's, good listeners out there, let's finish off this goal. Let's see if we can uh, keep this Catholic presence strong on Real Presence Radio. And I'll admit, Mark, I, I got distracted because we had our festival this last week, and I was a lot of details. I didn't get my donation done. So when I get off here this morning, I'm going to go and make that donation. I think I'll probably call in because I want to see how that works. Uh, but nonetheless, any of our listeners out there, you want to call in and make a donation, 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. Mark, I think our time is up here this morning on this part, but great to have you on. Thank you. Great to be on air with you, Father. And I look forward to meeting you face-to-face. That'd be a good day. I do, too. Probably be the banquet coming up here down in Rochester, I think, a couple months. I look forward to it. God bless you, Mark. Have a great day. Thank you. God bless you, too. Up next, we have live call-in. Call-in with questions on vocations or possibly anything else. If you want to have some knowledge of our Catholic faith, call in now, 877-795-795. 0122 877-795-0122. I'd be glad to hear from you, whoever you are and wherever you're from, about some question you may have on our Catholic faith. And I great to have Mark on here in this mission of Catholic Radio. And somehow when we talk about vocations, it's a calling to know what our Lord is asking of us. And we uh, have, I think, one question here that's come up uh, through our Facebook or through the website. And someone has asked, how do I know if God is calling me? Oh, that is a great question. So, and from the Second Vatican Council, we had reiterated the universal call to holiness. Everyone is called to be holy. And so we need to define that a little bit. What does this mean one or everyone, or uh, or if we get it in particular, that I'm called to be holy. Well, what is holiness? Holiness is unity with the will of God. Holiness is saying, such as Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane, Father, not my will, but yours be done. It's wanting what God wants. Because you remember how we got in the, the mess that we're in of, of uh, original sin? Well, God gave Adam, and then through Adam to Eve later, because God gave this command to Adam before yeah, he took the rib from the side of Adam and as scripture gives the chronology and took his rib, put him into a sleep, took his rib and then formed Eve. Before that happened, God said, do not eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good evil. That's one command. That is my will for you, Adam, to not do this, but it is my will that you can do all these other things. You can eat from all these other uh, possible uh, types of food, but not that one. That was God's will. But we know what happened with the original sin, and they broke relationship by breaking the will of God, breaking from uh, the divine will, the real, true divine will that is actively loving and giving. And so when that happened, the consequences that we know, there's death, there's suffering, there's darkening of the intellect, which leads to difficulty in learning and comprehending. And then there's a weakness of the will we call concupiscence, a tendency toward being willing to sin, because sin all of a sudden looks enticing, even though it's uh, very devastating. So with, with this whole thing regarding holiness, holiness is the focus, the decision to believe in God and to want what God wants, want what God wants for one's own personal life, 
that God is first, and then secondly, that we want to spread that idea and live communally, that we aid each other in fulfilling the will of God in the church, our local parishes, our diocese, in the church abroad, and we win souls to the mission and the vision of that universal call to holiness. So God is calling everyone. There's a universal call. It is not only just everyone out there in this sort of vague way, but it's also particular. God is calling me. God is calling you, all of you individual listeners. There's no doubt about it. God is calling you. And that's how we know through scripture and tradition and revelation. But there is a particular vocation that uh, God is calling each person to work out their personal salvation uh, in relationship as a gift back to God. So our Heavenly Father has given us Jesus, and Jesus has, is the way, the truth, and the life. And it is through him that we come back to our Heavenly Father in heaven. And we are to be, in a sense, representative of Jesus, for Jesus has come from the Father, and he has gone back to the Father, and yet at the same time, he has remained with us to form us to come back, to be united with him before the Father. And there are particular ways in which this is expressed by God's design, this vocational calling to work out our salvation in personal relationship with Jesus through the practice of our faith and religion. So these take on the forms of married life, being perhaps a husband or a wife, and then open to life, welcoming children according to God's plan. It could be as a, a priest, and there are different ways of, uh, of being a priest, uh, but the, the priesthood is one. The one priest is Jesus, and he shares the power of his priesthood <clears throat> with those whom he calls to be living and being in that vocation. So there's diocesan priests, which I am, here in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. And then <clears throat> there are there, along with being a diocesan priest, one could also be a religious, a religious priest. But in the scope of, of serving as a religious, one could be a religious uh, priest or religious brother. And then there are religious for women. Uh, I know I was just visiting a family last night in our area, a parishioner here at St. Michael, who's called to enter the Carmelite Monastery in Lake Elmo, Minnesota. A great blessing for the parish, <clears throat> but also a great blessing for this family. And she's scheduled to enter on September 29th. It's awesome to see how a vocation transpires and then the decision actually happens. And I asked this young lady, so how, what is it like when you actually enter? Do you know the plan for that day, that moment when she enters in and crosses the threshold? And, and she was describing to me how she's tried on her postulant dress and how she's uh, uh, has, has had an experience with that and how then she enters and all these things change and she's able to see her family there before then she goes into the cloister and begins her new life that day. It's amazing to hear and it's uh, uh, very inspiring, uh, yet very heroic and how the, the goodbyes happen and how this new life and vocation happen. But the reality is, is that God makes the vocation make sense to you. you know, what's essential <clears throat> for the soul is to seek the divine will, ask God what is his plan. He may reveal it to you in a sort of quick fashion, like maybe very soon when you start asking the question, or he may develop you, form you over a period of several days, weeks, months, even some years to get you ready for having your vocation make sense to you. What's key is the practice of our faith, regular attendance at Mass each Sunday, regular confession uh, so that you're uh, rejecting sin in your life, repenting from sin and being open on a regular basis. I recommend people confession once a month at least. <clears throat> and then secondly, excuse me, thirdly, then uh, you have a regular daily prayer. And one of the best ways is that 
devotion to the Virgin Mary through the rosary and wearing her brown scapular, asking for her motherly help. She's a, the mother, our mother in the order of grace. That means she prays and offers the graces of Jesus and the Holy Spirit to us that we're formed in the Holy Spirit, ready to give ourselves as a receiving the Holy Spirit, make ourselves a gift back to our Lord uh, in vocational life. And then uh, along with that, some various saints who are always ready to help us, St. Joseph being right after our Blessed Mother. And don't forget your guardian angel. Your guardian angel is so invested uh, in your salvation. Uh, He is a personal friend assigned by God to assist us to get back to heaven. So they are intimately connected with God and our souls to aid us to know our vocation, that particular path, and they will fight for us. And it is indeed a vocational following God's call can have various times of, of real spiritual combat. And what is the essence of that? It is that the Father's will is done. And that, that grace was won for us on the cross. How our Lord won that in that great combat uh, on the cross, the, defeating the devil and defeating the, the powers of evil. As we have another question come in, here it is, a great question. What would you say to someone who feels called to be a priest, but thinks they are not holy enough to be a priest? Oh, that's a great question. It's a question that I uh, answered or had to grapple with myself uh, many years ago. So I'm a priest now 16 years, full years. I'm in my 17th year. But I remember having that thought at times in the seminary and looking around at different people, uh, what they were doing or not doing. And gosh, can I do this? I don't know. And you also think about how do I be holy? How can I, in a sense, uh, uh, live in God's will and follow God's will. So that's, it's a great question. It's understandable. And I have empathy for that. However, the reality is, is that vocational life is a gift. It's a grace. And thankfully, I had some really good spiritual directors and some really good mentor priests who would periodically remind me of this. The priesthood is a, the priesthood is a gift. And if God is calling you to this vocation, those graces and gifts of grace that, you're, that you will need to be a holy priest are set for you in the future. They're not given to you right at this second. And it needs to make sense to you that if God is calling this to you, it's not like he's calling you to something and says, hey, now that you're there, goodbye and good luck and hope you're a great priest. It's like, no, this is the call to intimacy with God and that Jesus is going to confer a grace to be a priest and he is going to unite you to himself and work so closely in you and through you that you will present Christ to the world. Uh, and you are to be, at what we say in Latin, an alter Christus, or what we say then translated, another Christ. Uh, that uh, Ultimately, that is the goal and that is the ideal. Now, I readily acknowledge that uh, oftentimes I've seen the fruits of this, that our Lord indeed has worked through me, and many blessings have manifested in relationship with others and, and drawing others to Christ. But uh, that's, the, the priests don't lose their weaknesses. The priests do not lose their, uh, the full sense of being human in our fallen world and fallen humanity. So for me to be holy, or for one to be a holy priest, one must be deeply committed to the fullness of practicing our faith. And that means regular confession, so I, I love to go even a couple times a month because it can thoroughly cleanses the soul and helps the mind and heart be focused on the thoughts, the ideas, and the actions <clears throat> that are the divine will. 
And then secondly, devotion to the Blessed Mother, who's the mother of priests and who is the queen of all hearts and that she wants to have our hearts be fully possessed in the divine will and in the love of the heart of Jesus, which is the priesthood, is the love of the heart of Jesus. And the, the heart of the priesthood is the Eucharist, which is the very heart of Jesus, the body, blood, and soul and divinity of Christ himself, right? his very heart, uh, which we consume in the Holy Eucharist and who transforms us into himself, uh, the most unique food we ever have, that a food that changes us into the food. Uh, then, and then it is, you know, the priesthood dedication to the works of charity that are commanded in the life of the church and in the Holy Spirit, that those, those works of charity uh, include whatever sort of sacramental ministry it may be, perhaps in parish life, or perhaps it is in uh, teaching and education in some way or another. Perhaps it's in the chaplaincy of the many different forms. Uh, perhaps, you know, such as the priesthood in, re in religious life and monasteries, uh, that it might be uh, that um, praying for other people and offering the, the life of grace and the sacraments for others. So whatever it may be, the holiness of being a priest uh, would be that you can, that you can, uh, the holiness of being a priest can be, expressed in a variety of different ways, and uh, God leaves those graces for points in the future. So, uh, I encourage you not to let yourself think or question whether or not you would be holy enough to be a priest, but rather uh, that you say yes and say, Lord, you make me holy, and you are holy, and you do the rest. So, say yes to him. Another question came in uh, through our Facebook. Are there any books you would recommend to someone discerning a vocation? Oh, that is uh, a great one. There is a someone, uh, uh, De Quassade, who's an abandonment to divine providence, and in that that is, I think, a great book for giving oneself uh, to to our Lord and asking for His graces to know what God wants and how His. Uh, his providential care uh, will take care of you. So, Abandonment to Divine Providence by De Quassade uh, was very helpful to me. And I think St. Francis Sales has a great book on Introduction to the Devout Life. Uh, while that, the, the title Introduction to Devout Life, but actually it can provide great resources for growth and holiness. So, those are great questions. Thank you for calling in. We're reaching the end of our uh, questions on vocations. Uh, if you have a questions, talk to, your talk to your local pastor, who is the number one vocation director for every parish. So I invite you to stay with us. Next up, we have a discussion on 40 Days for Life and how we can be involved with pro-life causes in our local area. Stay with us on Real Presence Live. Mm -hmm.